How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of You Know Adam Saying Podcast, where you get to find out a little bit more about people, passions, and all things business. Today, I'm hanging out with Boomer3017. Yo, 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 what up? And also PKD. What's going on? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. So one by one, just kind of like give me a short intro of kind of like, you know, the music that you do and kind of like everything that you've been able to accomplish so far. Uh, okay, so I'll go first. Um typically like rap on trap beats um more like melodic style more recently as opposed to just like straight rapping and i actually just did a song where it was just piano and i'm singing so okay. like i'm trying to diversify a lot of the sound and not just stick to one thing cuz i know i can do a lot of different stuff cuz i've even done like screamo tracks too okay but uh yeah just versatility is mainly my thing and i feel like a lot of artists need that okay and how about you yeah man? uh so i started recording in high school uh started recording with this man so we go back we got we lived in athens together up in uh up at uga and then go yeah, dogs. lately yeah go dogs <laughs> but lately we've just been grinding i've just been trying to work more on like he said like we were rapping mostly and uh now i'm just trying to get more of that club sound that's just cool to, yeah just trying to get that like that's vibe cool. so uh influences like so are you guys a, as a group or are you guys individual individuals for sure yeah but we're partnered up on a lot of tracks okay yeah, facts Got you, got you, got you. And then, so, like, influences that kind of, like, you know, shine through the music. What, what are we listening to? You go first. Mm, I know I yours. I we got, yeah, like, I was inspired a lot by Lil Wayne, like, growing okay. up. Like, I don't know, just the way. Wheezy? Yeah, just, like, the way he <laughs> writes. Like, I just, like, I relate to that. That's how I write, so. Okay. I, just, I use a lot of, like, like, metaphor, simile, stuff like he does, so I don't know. But, yeah, he's probably my biggest, and then like, future, and, you know, like, that Atlanta sound. You know, okay. A lot of influence from there. Very cool. Uh, I grew up listening to, like, like, Ellie Goulding and Kanye West and a lot of different stuff, like, uh, Sleeping with Sirens, Pierce the Veil, different, like, mainly rock, rap, and EDM was, like, the main things when I was, and pop, like, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, um... Shout out yeah, yeah, between uh, elementary and like high school, it was like mainly those three genres. And then once I graduated, it was more into like the trap sound that was that was emerging, like Future and uh, probably like Splurge stuff like that. TSF, shout out TSF. Okay. Uh, uh, speaker knockers. Yeah, speaker knockers for sure too. Definitely. So, so these, these all the, it seems like there's a wide range, right? Like, was, yeah. so was music always kind of like a, uh, like a heartbeat inside of you? Like, what, what was that like? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause when I was, when I was huge on like EDM, I was like, I started dancing first like, okay. in high school and I was like dancing in the pep rallies. I was doing the whole like robot shit. Oh, like, that's awesome. Was, yeah. Okay. Bruh, were you, were you part of a crazy. dance crew or? Not really, no. Nah. I just like made YouTube videos by myself and. He walked around just serving kids on the sidewalk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just got served. Yeah. That's but fine. yeah, music was always a thing for me. Like even in middle school, I started out playing trombone. Okay. And then once I got to high school, I started playing like all the brass instruments, yeah. trying all of them out, euphonium, trombone, That's trumpet, awesome. tuba. And I just love music, man. All yeah. the all the extracurriculars with band, I did all of them. Yeah. So for you, you know, when you were kind of like going through that stage, you, you I, it seems like you found dance as an outlet initially. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then how, when did you find out that like, Hey, like, you know, I'm actually also interested in, you know, producing music or writing music. What, where, where did that connection happen? Um, after I graduated, uh, I was already like, I kind of had that dance. Like I had my style and everything like kind of perfected to what I wanted and everything I wanted to learn at that point. So sure. I was just like, all right, I know I can do this. And like, I love listening to music and I feel like I can make music too, for sure. So I just started, I bought a little $50 mic and started making a couple songs. And then after I made like four or five songs, I was like, all right, I'm gonna buy a better mic and a audio interface and a computer to make the music by myself. So it's, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah just wanting like to do it, ball. I guess. Yeah, like just like the snowball effect. effect. Yeah. How about for you? Like, what, what were you into in, in uh, high school? Were you were you dancing and serving up he kids? Was serving, he was serving kids at the at the <laughs> football yeah. games. He yeah. would do the freestyle battles. Okay, yeah, I, I was like, I started rapping in like ninth or tenth grade. Like I'd always just been like doodling stuff on my sheets, like of Novo paper and stuff, just like writing little rhymes. Sure. Stuff. And so I was like, man, maybe I should just start like writing songs. So I'd just sit down and just, during class and just like write songs. And then I started uh, freestyling like after school in the hallways and at football games and stuff. I would make. I, would, I don't know. I just started like rapping like through the school, uh -huh. like just at like events and making like hype songs. Shout out Stan Gang. Yeah, shout out the Stan Gang. What is that? Yeah, that's our high school mascot. Oh, okay, nice. He made a song called Stan Gang. Too. Yeah, yeah. So I was, How I was did it big, do? It, a lot of them did pretty well. Like they, they got pretty lit. Everybody would listen to them before the game. Like ready. that's awesome. I would just make it about like the other school or something. Like or you know, kind of incorporate the game and stuff. Well, so, so that's how, what got me started. How would started. you approach that? So was it like? Was you just there start a beat flaming, you just start flaming the other <laughs> team. You just like write down the bars and you go find the beat. That's yeah. how I would do it. I would just like start writing down some stuff and then, you know, shout our players out and stuff. So they'd be hyped. That's uh, cool. Yeah, it's dope. Uh, do, so what happened to the, have you ever like taken a moment to look back on that t that music period of time or? Yeah, it's like I'm proud, but like, I, I don't know, it's like a little, not embarrassing, but it's just like, you know, something you did in high school. Yeah. You look back, you're like, damn. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you cringe a little yeah. bit at the old songs, yeah. What, what's it like being an artist in this day and age? Pain. Yeah, pain. Why? <laughs> pain. Because it's such a cutthroat industry. It's yeah. so um, competitive, for sure. Sure. Hundreds of hundreds, thousands of artists, other artists trying to make it. Yeah. So it's like you got to have more than just music at this point, I feel like. What do you, what do you think it requires, like from, from a, like a artist standpoint? Like what do you have to do in order to get noticed these you days? You need some money and you need yeah. some ideas. Like other than music ideas, like you need ways to get people's attention, whether it's like TikTok or Instagram, something like – a lot of people try and do like the the clout chasing stuff. Yeah. Like just getting people's attention or trying to call out other artists for doing stuff that has nothing to do with them, but it just grabs people's attention. People like beef. Yeah, exactly. Beef, beef sales. Exactly. Yeah. Hate sales, all that. But. Even artists like uh like I've seen like Sad Frosty and DC the Don, like they'll they'll fake beef with each other just so people like the fans will choose sides yep. and then they'll be like no nah, y'all should y'all should make more music together and then they're just begging them to drop songs so it's just and it's with other groups too <laughs> so like from from your guys standpoint i mean how do you do you kind of like drink the kool-aid and, and try to figure out kind of like what your guys's angle is or do you 
like what is the approach there? Because like I, I understand now there's so much noise, right? In this social media driven world that we live in now, it's like everything is about okay, how much noise can you make? Mm-hmm. Um, and so for you guys, like you know, what 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 is how do you guys like plug into that, or would you say there's a plug in? That's something you just like figure out as you go and just keep chugging along because you do have to make that content. You do have to like make that noise just to like be out there. But we're trying to find our role. I don't know. We, we're still like assembly. We're like, even though we've been doing this for years, it's like we're just now like getting started. It's like you never are, have it figured out, I guess. You just have to constantly evolve. I feel like personally we're pretty funny. So mm. I like... I feel like we can use that to our advantage and not have to play into all the mm-hmm. the Kool-Aid, like you said. Sure. We can just create separate content that just is funny and catches people's attention like that. So give me an example of how that, that music has like, you know, has that humor in it. Is the music have no, the humor no, or is no, it just the just personality? Like, just the personality, like doing skits and just TikTok stuff. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. How's, stuff how's like it looking that. on TikTok? And we just started, so it's yeah. uh, it's it's just getting started. It makes me feel old being on TikTok. Why? Yeah, I don't know. You don't do any just, of the dances? No. Come on, you guys have the dance part <laughs> side of it, right? Yeah. It's baby. never too late. That's him. That's him. Right? Like, I can't do the dances. You, you guys talking about like a strategic advantage, right? And I think that that's kind of like a huge part of it, mm-hmm. of how do you stand out and and. You know, in this day and age, you got to create that audience, right? It's everything, regardless of if you are in the music industry, regardless of if you are, you know, doing stuff in in terms of, you know, restaurants, uh, whatever business that you have, everything is driven by this this phone, right? The Mm -hmm. phone that you have in your hands. So you see whole like companies like Wendy's and McDonald's, like they their Twitters are just like curated to like be memes now. Yeah. so for them to like clap back at each other or something and it's just like like they, I don't, there's no reason that like i don't know that shouldn't be a thing but it is like in today's world it's sure. just like how they create buzz and that's just like what everyone's trying to do so it's, it's tough so i mean i'm sure with the podcast you know how how it is mm-hmm. distributing so it's you just got to deliver like the good quality like you're deliver you you know that people want that genuine person they can relate to what what do you think is the biggest challenge that you guys face like putting out music i'd probably say it's tough doing it with just two people like as you as you try to start doing these big projects and stuff that we have planned like music videos and all that you know it just takes a lot of people a lot of coordination and you know sometimes it just becomes a lot on Mm -hmm. being like an independent distributor of and creator and then, you know, and but, being able to fund it all yeah. independently. But I mean, Chance proved it, right? He didn't sign with the label, but he was able to go like so far, mm-hmm. right? Uh, with, with the stuff that he was doing. It's like, so what's the dream? Like if you guys get to the, to the end of the road of where you're going, what does that look like? Uh, owning like four different businesses, one of them being real estate for sure. Cause you buy land, you own a lot. Okay. So we got real estate. What are the what are the what type real of estate? Other? Um, a studio. Want to build a studio for sure. Um, I want to sign other artists that I believe in. Like yeah. a lot of underground people that I peeped. Like we've met a lot of artists coming up, and I've seen a lot of talent and potential in a lot of them too. So when you when you listen to music these these days, do you hear? Um, I'm gonna call it. Uh, market value like are you able to identify oh man this track is going to go or this track is 
not going to make it in the market. Can you tell? Yeah. So what what is what does that sound like? What like what are you looking for? It's just got to sound good. Yeah. It's like it's got to match the beat. The beat's got to be good. That's the main thing. The beat is like 70 yeah. 70% of what's the most important part of the track. Okay. Is all the sounds. And then your voice it's like if it's mixed into the beat, then it don't even matter what you're saying, just make it sound good. Yeah. So 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 don't like the lyrics don't matter. Not anymore. They what? don't. No, that's crazy. Not anymore. They don't. That's why I would say. I guess it just varies from artist to artist. I don't think they do matter though. I don't no, think yeah. You can make it, and your lyrics don't have to mean anything. For for you guys, like, what do you think about like the current state? Like, so because obviously you you list have listened to a ton of music in in your past. Like, what is the current state of hip hop in your in your guys' minds? It's like lit, but like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's like rock in the 80s mm. or like rock in the 90s. Mm. Like it's just diversifying into like 20 different subgenres mm. of rock or rap. And yeah. I, like I there's, be... there's the soft core rap. There's the boom bap rap. There's the, the lit rap. There's the club rap. There's the auto tune in your feels rap. There's all types of different stuff now. Just goes mm -hmm. back to like that evolution, like how we've evolved as artists, like the music, the genre, like rap will just keep evolving, building on itself and mm -hmm. like changing. It's just, I think as we see more like advances in like audio, like people making beats, like, I don't know, it's a lot more available to everyone now. So I think just, we're it's just going to keep getting crazier start mixing with like EDM and stuff. Like we're already starting to see a lot of that. Yeah. So, so yeah. is that is that a trend right now? Like EDM rap? What does that even sound like? I can show you later. <laughs> <laughs> like we made an EDM rap song. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. yeah. That's dope. But um, yeah, EDM rap is coming up. Hyper pop for sure. Like hyper What's pop that? rap. Um, it's like... Sounds like... Like you know what K-pop sounds like, right? Sure. It's like K-pop with rap lyrics. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's like just that really like almost like bubblegum trap, but it's like a pop song. Okay. But driving fast. Like yeah, you're, it's like a you house, want to go 100 like a miles an hour. Techno song, you know, yeah. Like. <laughs> like if you haven't heard of Glaive, he's, he's doing that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the industry um, has a tendency to kind of move in different directions. And, uh, you know, one of the questions that I have is, as as an artist, um, I think there's a ton of uh, responsibility that you have, especially if you reach the top. Like, is there a message that you would like to, you know, give to people? Like, what is what is the message behind the music, if you will, if you will? Um, I feel like right now I'm just trying to make some stuff that people will gravitate towards and people can not really relate to but like uh kind of like how money man grabs attention by just talking about things that people want i feel like grabbing people's attention by that or doing like some emotional songs that people can relate to those are the two avenues that i feel like i dominate in and then once people understand like okay he makes good music i want to understand more about him and they start going into the interviews they start trying to figure out more about me they'll understand that like i don't really idolize people or idolize um, things. Even though I talk about it a lot in my music, it's all just freestyles, like punching in off the, off the top, just making some stuff that sounds good. But um, my message, I feel like, is to just ultimately find God. Because a lot of people are empty. A lot of people are lost in this generation, too. There's so many distractions. Like we were talking about social media, YouTube, 
so much entertainment being produced and distractions. Like people don't really like to sit alone and think. Yeah. I feel like. Facts. Not anymore. It's a different world out here. Yeah, I mean, there was an interview that you gave recently that kind of like, you know, went into your background. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you've obviously uh, been faced with challenges in that. Uh, do you want to speak on that? Uh, yeah. So the, how you're saying it's challenges, it's almost like because my album is called, one of my albums that I dropped is called SIP, and it's an acronym for self-inflicted pain. Mm. And it's basically talking about how most of it is in your head about all these things, these challenges that you're trying to go through. Half of it, or more than half of it, I feel like, is stuff that you've done to yourself, and now you have to deal with the repercussions of it. Mm -hmm. And um, We've made a lot of like self-reflective music. Like, There's definitely a message through it. It's mainly just us getting stuff off our chest. Like, yeah. Just like what we've been through, and like I think putting that kind of content out, Like now we're focusing more on like making... I guess more like pop songs that aren't as deep, like deep yeah. of cuts, where like whenever he said he's trying to make stuff that sounds good. Um, but I like, if you look back through our discography, like you'll see like our journey through life basically. So, I mean, that's all we really can do. I don't think we have like a message we're trying to send, but I mean, if someone can relate to our story and it helps them, you know, that's what we're yeah, trying to do. And I think that, you know, as an artist, it has a lot of that, right? Like, you know, mm -hmm. when someone experiences your sound, or if someone, you know, sees a, a piece of uh, art that you've made or someone sees you dancing, it's a reflection of something that has, ha has happened to that person that they're trying to showcase, right? And, you know, for me, I think that it's extremely valuable to understand at a deep level what, what you are trying to say in that mm -hmm. so that, you know, people can be able to connect, right? Yeah. Um, it has to come from someplace that's, that's, that's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. 100%. Um, but, you know, I, I think I, I value kind of like the things that you guys are putting together. I think it, it's, it's truly awesome. Uh, what's kind of like on the, on the horizon? Once the next uh, thing dropping? So you said something about Sip. Uh, was that the last album that you dropped? Uh, technically, no. But the last album I dropped was kind of just like a bunch of throwaway songs that I had. It's okay. like 19, 20 songs called Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> it's called it's all, Yeah, it's called Yeah. How appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's just a bunch of throwaway songs. But Sip was like the last album I dropped that was it had a whole idea, concept behind it. Like the first half was just lit songs and then the interlude talks about like the change of heart that I felt when being uh saved, I guess. And then the second half is kinda like that latter portion of what's going on in my mind after I've reflected upon my previous mindset. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the next, I got an album coming up. He's got a couple of mixtapes. Nice. EP's coming. Yeah, we're, we're cooking some stuff up. Yeah. I'll probably be dropping some singles here soon, some like club style stuff. Like mm -hmm. that's what I've been trying to make recently. So I think that's the direction I'm going in. So do you, do you, would you argue that even if your music is phenomenal, it, it needs something else besides that to get it into the ears of people? Yes. Yeah, definitely, hundred um, percent. And so, for a club hit, like, how do you approach that? Do you like? That's a good question. I guess that's what I'm about to figure out. <laughs> but I don't know. Just like kind of shopping it around. I mean, as we've been making music, we've been meeting more and more people. So you just kind of got to network and put promotion behind the songs. Um, like, just do more content with them. Because I mean, if you 
just see a song link, like you're less likely to click it than if you see like a music video with it. And so it's just always like constantly building whenever we're releasing stuff. Or just forcing it. Like whenever um, we were in Athens and we dropped like gravy, sage, a, like a string of songs in Athens, we had like four or five bars just playing them. Yeah. Yeah. That's and cool. people would be like, what the hell? And he would get up on the bar and just start rapping the songs. And people were like, that. who is that? What is this song? And then they just Shazam it. And yeah. then they're like, oh, shit. That's the thing I do miss about living in the city, like coming back here to more rural Savannah. Like it's a little harder to get in the downtown clubs here. I guess they kind of have like their people. And, you know, it's just like sure. breaking. It's like we're having to break into a whole new scene because we were up in Athens and we had like our connections and uh places we could go where we were like i guess known if that makes sense sure like if you if i walk into a bar in savannah i don't know the manager the owner whoever so it's definitely a struggle but it's been it's always interesting the yeah. challenges are always like help you in the end so so is there a what brought you back to this area uh, as graduate. opposed to staying in Athens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I graduated from school, so I was going to school up there, and he was just living up there making music with me. COVID. So, yeah. COVID. COVID, <laughs> yeah. COVID hit, and it was just like, all right, time to get out of here. Yeah. There, it wasn't like too Every much. place I was working at shut down, mm -hmm. and then all the students left, so I couldn't do my extracurricular activities, so I just <laughs> dipped off. <laughs> yeah. COVID really shockwaved. Yeah, we, we had a bunch of shows actually planned during COVID. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, so like, do you feel like you've lost momentum because of that? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, by definition, yeah. But I feel like it also has given me time to just like create more content, have it ready, and have more money to put behind it. So that way, it's like, all right, he went in the hyperbolic time chamber, but now he's gonna come out Super Saiyan Seven. Yeah. So yeah, it's. It definitely made us lose because we had those shows and stuff. We had a string of like four shows that we were about to do. And, you know, that going from four shows to no shows is a yeah. lot. Yeah. I mean, that's got to, that's got to, yeah. mm -hmm. it's a, it crushes your soul. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the industry, yeah. I guess, right? Yeah. That's why it's cutthroat. It's been, it's been interesting adapting though, like in this new environment, I guess. A lot of stuff's going more digital. So we're just having to adapt to that. Yeah. So uh, right now, I'm assuming that, you know, the, the dream is for music to eventually pay the bills. Uh, outside of music, what, what do you do you guys work or do you guys have part-time jobs? What, what do you guys handle? I work two jobs. Oh, snap. Yeah. Starving artist. Let's go. <laughs> I, my first do? job, I'll, uh, I'll build like screen enclosures okay. around like pools and stuff. Uh -huh. And then my second job is a part-time job at a hotel. So you just kind of like do that. And then on top of that, you still have to work on your music. Yeah. So what does your schedule look like? Um, so usually like two, well, like a week, it'll just be straight work. And then another week, probably straight work. And then the third week, I might go to the studio. Yeah. Or I might just chill and just stack the bread. Yeah. But I already got a lot of songs saved up from when I first moved back. And I went to the studio like every weekend for like three months. Mm-hmm. And then so like when you're when you're doing that, like when you're working, is there ever a thought about like music or do you ever catch a moment where it's like, oh, man, I should write this down or anything like that? Or are you just. No, just... I don't really write. I don't okay. really write like that. But um, yeah, I, be, I think about music a lot. Uh, like I'll play music. So while... you're listening to music while you're working. Mm -hmm. That's, that's mm -hmm. dope. 
got to with the two jobs. You gotta, you gotta be just. You know, <laughs> he's, out there, yeah. he's out there grinding. I, I run my own business though, so yeah. I, what do you do? Uh, I drop ship. Okay. So yeah, I just get to chill at home and work. That's nice. So, so yeah, it's a little nicer than what he's got, but <laughs> yeah, I, he's he's stacking the cash a little faster. Talk to me about drop shipping. What's the what's the structure of that? Uh, so I sell on Amazon. Okay. So I basically just go find products and flip them on Amazon. You're doing a flip, flip, yeah. flip. Yeah, it's all about the flip, the legal trap. So what what's that? What's that look like? So uh, you go in. And I go into Walmart and I buy like fifty printers. <laughs> <laughs> Or like a hundred dumbbells. I've seen this man's trunk full of dumbbells. Yeah, I've had my card weighed down with a bunch of different stuff. So it's it's interesting. You get a lot of weird looks checking out. People are like, what um, what is he doing? (laughs) What's he doing with 50 printers? I'm shooting the music video, all right? Leave me alone. (laughs) You you feel like a baller, though. You're like, let's go. Run up a check. Nice. But then you make the money back. So So how, how, like, what type of markup can you, like, do? Like, I don't um, understand. I've never seen that model being implemented. Uh, I mean, usually I, I'd say, like, my base is, like, 30%, like, return. So, uh, but, I mean, I've seen stuff, like, I also flip, like, shoes and stuff like that. So, I mean, I've flipped stuff and made a good bit of, like, 100% return, you know. Stuff That's like dope. That. Yeah, so. Is it consistent? It, it's consistent. It's hard to get products, though. Oh, really? Like, yeah, just because everyone's ordering stuff online more, and then, like, we're moving more towards, like, an e-commerce world sure. versus people want, like, you can get your groceries delivered now and stuff. So so you're buying so you're buying these, like, printers. So you've bought 50 printers before. Yeah, I've bought. How, how, do, you, how do you move 50 printers back to the house? Like, <laughs> how is that conversation? Like, very, stuff? very carefully <laughs> in the car. You got to stack them just right. But then, yeah, you get home. I, my roommates hated it because I would just come home and have random like 50 uh, i'd have like 10 boat motors and like some weights and they're just <laughs> like what are you doing i'm like i'm making money yeah <laughs> i'm making money how'd you get into that uh i through twitter actually yeah i started like i saw How this all gr- great things start yeah <laughs> i saw this group and i was just like oh shoot i guess i should try and join this and they taught me how to make an amazon store and stuff like that sure so it's been really cool What's your Amazon store called? Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Oh, you can't do that? Yeah. Is it like super private? Like, no, what, it's what do not you mean? private, but I'm going to keep it private. Oh, okay, okay. I okay. don't want anyone to come finesse me. No. <laughs> <laughs> How would they finesse you? Take your printers or what? I don't know. They, no. might, they might know the scams. <laughs> I, you got to be secure in these. What worlds. other hustles have you done? You sound like the, the type to yeah, kind of. I like, mean, I, I do a lot of like flipping. Like, I just, mm. I've always just flipped stuff. What, what's your best run that you've done? Uh, the boat. I flipped a boat. <laughs> the boat. The boat. How do you yeah. get to it? Why are you, what, what are you talking about? How do you I, flip like, a boat? Last summer, or not, I think it was last summer, I was just at my uncle's house, and he lived on a lake, so I wanted a boat to go out with. So I bought a boat, fixed it up, and took it out a couple times, and I just flipped it. Yeah? Just made the, made a couple stacks. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. That's good. That's I'm, good. I'm just all about the hustle. Like, anything I can do to make some bread, I'm about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can t- I can I can see that. Yeah, I, I like the the entrepreneur life. So, been looking into like crypto and stocks, but uh, are you in that yet? I lose some money on that. <laughs> it's so volatile, yeah. right? Like it's it has this kind of like up and down feel that's that's always happening. Mm-hmm. So, it, it it is a challenge to to kind of like handle all of that. Yeah, I've I've tried to learn how to like trade. I don't know if you've ever traded or anything, but it's. And that's a I, I I invest I don't trade. So that's right. I got some money like stashed away, but you know the trading's way too hard. Uh, so you know one of the questions I have for you is like you know if you if you had any advice for someone that was interested in you know 
potentially getting into the music industry, what would you say to them? Focus on your sound first. Mm. Focus on making one good song and then figure out how to market it. Do, inst- do, the, in- do the technology marketing first and then see how that goes and then try and do like merch for it. Yeah. Um, and then after you see either success or failure with it, assess it and then go for round two. And then once you got like three or four fire songs and you marketed them, then you should go and figure out venues, see, see if there's anything locally going on in your community. Is that an approach that you took? Somewhat. Somewhat, yeah. It took me like seven, eight songs before I made like two fire ones. Yeah. And then I was like, all right. Then, ooh, music videos too. Because it's just more content. That's right. But um, yeah, it took me a, a lot of songs before I made like four or five really fire ones. And then people started actually like wanting to listen to them. And then we started trying to figure out like where can we perform. Yeah, definitely finding finding your sound first is uh, like a must. You got to know what you sound like, and I don't know. You just got to have it down pat, because uh, if you never sit down and actually like hone in on the craft, you're not gonna have anything to market. Yeah. And so definitely finding that sound. Once you find the sound, then you can like start playing with it. You know got to be good with the tool to use it. That's right. So. That's right. Uh, it's interesting, you know, like in this day and age, we've seen, especially during this era of TikTok, we've seen these artists just like come from like nothing and literally just like blow up, right? And, you know, um, there's quite a few out there. And, and, you know, I think that having the ability to, you know, tell the story as well as like put out the sound as you you, you guys are calling it is extremely important. Um, it's kind of like the cornerstone of why these people are able to go as far as they do. Um, you, we, we talked about a little bit about the dream uh, earlier. Uh, for music, what do you think kind of like, what stage would you love to play on? Mm. Bobby Dodd. What's Bobby that? God For sure. Is that a stadium? Yeah. Where we're at? That's Georgia Tech, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, snap. I saw the Rolling Stones perform there live, and I just wanted to perform there every how many? How many people does that sit? so sit? beautiful. A lot. Yeah. Totally. A lot. Thousands stadium. and thousands. Mm, yeah. If I had to choose a stage, I don't know. I think, like, Red Rocks in Colorado would be really cool. Because it's just, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's outside yeah. in the mountains and stuff. Like, that would just be crazy. Do you guys go to music festivals at all? Uh, I have. I don't really. No. I haven't been to, like, a single performance that wasn't mine since I graduated. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I go to a decent bit of live music. I, I like live music because you can always learn something from their performance and, like, take it home with you and just kind of get an idea, like, what you want to look like one day when you're up there. Yeah. Yeah, you guys mentioned uh, the shows earlier, right? Like um, that you guys had kind of like booked. Uh, what's the most memorable show that you guys played? We we had one up in Athens right before I graduated. It was it was dope. It, we packed the house out. Like there was a good like two hundred people in there. Oh snap! We were the opener, so we had it like lit for the whole night. Like, we just got the vibe going, and it just. Like the other performers came up to us and dapped us up. And they're like, y'all got the vibe right. Let's get it. So, Who are the other performers? Uh, Wix and Roscoe Dash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's dope. Yeah. So, How'd that feel? Fire. 
yeah. we shot a music video for the performance too uh-huh yeah yeah it's, it's aquafina it's out on youtube go check it out yeah but that was like we hadn't even released the song yet and there were just people still like people that are our friends like they already know all the words to the song and sure so people are already still like so lit to the song and yeah. people come up to us they're like bruh y'all are so damn fire <laughs> like what are y'all doing they like five people came up to me they're like bro what are you on and i was like what are you talking about and they're like bro you do not blink when you're <laughs> on stage like you staring at people just rapping a million miles an hour and i'm like bro i'm just turned i'm yeah. just ready to go that was it just like felt like we did our job like we got the crowd lit like whenever you see the crowd reacting to you like it's it's a good feeling. would you say that's been the most uh memorable moment of your artist career so far Mm, probably, I mean, as like, yeah, as like an artist, I guess, because just because that is like a key moment, like rocking out your first like big show. Um, we've had other shows like that, like in the past at like different parties and stuff. So it wasn't like, I guess, like mind blowing, but it definitely is like probably the biggest moment we've had. I liked uh, meeting all the TSF. That shit was fire. That's mm -hmm. one of the most memorable for me. TSF. Too. Uh, the Sauce Familia. Uh -huh. Sauce family. Okay. Sauce Waka Uwi. Uh-huh. Uh, Sauce Waka Peso Peso. Uh, Rizzo Rizzo. Vucci. Vucci Vucci. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, they're a little a rap label out in Texas. We flew out there and did a song with Peso. How, uh, how'd you guys get connected for that? That's dope. Yeah. He was doing, I'm pretty sure he was just doing like a deal on features. And then I just DM'd him and was like, yo, I'm trying to do the song, the music video as much as possible. And he was like, all right, bet. He said the price. We knocked the song out in like 20 minutes, sent it to him. And then he, I think like a day or two later, he sent it back and we were like, all right, bro, we got to master the song and just go. We got to go when now. You, so what was transpired? Like you said, sent it, uh, he sent it to you and then you sent it back. What, what is that? So we, we had the beat and we recorded on it. Then we sent it to him for him to lay his verse down. And oh, it yeah, 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 yeah. And then we flew out to Houston like two weeks later. What yeah. was that like? It was crazy. The we, culture there is crazy. Yeah. I like it. Is it different different than Athens? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Describe sure. that. What 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 was what does it feel like? It's like wider than Atlanta. Okay. But not taller. Okay. That makes sense. Like <laughs> the buildings are like flatter, but know, it's so much more. You know you're in Texas. You're uh -huh. like, this is Texas. Like if you just like teleported there and you looked around, you're like, I'm probably in Texas. Yeah. yeah. Just, it, for some reason it feels like Texas. Unless you're in okay. Austin, then it kinda looks like SCAD. Yeah. Yeah. Do do you guys uh so, you know, in, in terms of the music or the style of music, I would not say that you guys fit kind of like the, the typical mold of the people that are in, in the industry. Do you face any type of challenges on that front? Um, some people tell me that, like, we should just focus on one sound, mm. but I don't think that that's the wave, especially this day and age. Like, I feel like everybody kind of wants to be like Drake, because of how diversified he's made his like uh, catalog, sure, and that's kind of like the the premise that I'm trying to go by too. And like X, Juice, a lot of other artists that are like phenomenal and well remembered yeah. are very diversified in their catalog. Yeah, I don't want to make like an album of just the same song in different ways. Like, like even I'm though Lil Baby can do it and Rod Wave and all of them, like they've training. found their sound. Yeah, like I just feel like we can do it differently than just sticking to one sound or one type of beat and just I'll just the get a flow in my over. head and it's just, I've got to 
write it down and record it like how I hear it. It's just like, I can't help. I don't really sit there and try and like write stuff uh, to fit a sound. It's just like, oh, I hear it. And it's like, I gotta, you know, you just gotta do it how it comes out and how you feel it. So it, it, I don't know, maybe one sound would be better to market, but making multiple sounds is so fun. Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 I, I know I kind of like touched on this earlier, but what's, what's the future? Like what, what's the next, what, what do we have in front of us? Do you guys have any shows coming up or you guys are going to drop any albums soon? Uh, I'm going to drop like 15 singles, which will probably culminate into an album. Okay. And then after that, I'm probably going to quit one of my jobs and then be able to just connect with all the the venues and stuff in savannah and maybe statesboro if we can get some stuff started up here sure mm-hmm. yeah i would say just continue moving forward like definitely book some shows would be next maybe do some like showcases get in front of some eyes and stuff uh, and just really keep posting content that's just what we got to keep working on creating that content that's just invaluable nowadays that's right so that's right well, I want to thank the both of you. Thank you so much for coming on to the You Know Adam Same podcast. It was a pleasure hearing a little bit about kind of like what you guys have been up to. Uh, I'm looking forward to everything that you guys do in the future. I think it's super exciting. Uh, but thank you. Yeah, appreciate Sweet. you yes, having sir. us. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Cheers. <laughs>